Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 894. This is how you train for stability by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites. And we have five shows where we narrate articles for you. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this to find all of them. Now this week, I've been sharing some Hanukkah trivia. So I'm gonna continue that trend today and share with you some more Hanukkah trivia. So here we go. Now earlier this week, I was talking about lighting the menorah and how many candles you really need. So let's continue with that trend. How long must Hanukkah candles burn for? The rule is for at least 30 minutes after dusk. All right, and with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. This is How You Train for Stability by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. Saturday morning. Wrapped up my prep on this post for publication the following week. Saturday afternoon. A picture crossed one of my social media feeds and made me realize my entire angle on this post was wrong. Originally, I felt like I was beating a dead horse with this post. I had written it two months ago as a post for another site, but they ended up not using it. So at the time of writing it, I only had Eric Cressy's old article to link to. That article was the first, to my knowledge, to include data proving that unstable surface training was negatively affecting athletes. And that article was buried having been written two years ago and on a site that definitely wasn't front of mind for the average person reading fitness content online. We hadn't yet gone through the big buzz of a Teen Nation Eric Cressy article, which to date seemed to be the most helpful buzz in getting the word out about unstable surface training not being the thing some thought it was when it first hit the fitness scene. So in thinking Cressy's research was common knowledge, I prepared this post from that angle. Then I saw the picture which I won't post because the client shown in the pic doesn't need to be subjected to that. But suffice to say, that fitness pro hasn't read Cressy's data on the negative impacts of unstable surface lower body training. Now, pictures sometimes don't give context. So there may be times when a picture that looks crazy or wrong to you might actually be totally correct for that individual and their fitness goals. That was not the case with this picture and the caption the fitness pro paired with it. Let's review Cressy's original research on BOSU ball training with soccer players. Quote, the study found that performing half of the exercises in a training program on a BOSU ball not only didn't offer a group of Division II soccer players any fitness advantage in terms of speed or agility, 
it actually decreased their performance. The new findings back up research first done by Eric Cressy, president of Cressy Performance in Hudson, Massachusetts, and the author of The Truth About Unstable Surface Training. In his study, published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research in 2007, Cressy found that adding unstable surface training, even when it took up just 2% of a strength and conditioning program, curbed overall speed and agility gains. On a 40-yard sprint, for example, the regular training group improved their times by 3.9%, while the unstable group improved by only 1.8%. End quote. So what are we trying to do when we're training for stability anyways? Quote, to have better control of one's body, whether on one leg, on rough terrain, or when changing directions, end quote. This seems like a valid answer to that question. Better control means that your brain does a good job calling on the right muscles at the right time and that you have the strength to maintain your desired movement. So really, when we're talking about becoming more stable, we're talking about getting stronger. So here are three ways to train stability in your program. One, strength train barefoot. Not in zero-drop heeled shoes, barefoot. You have much greater awareness for adapting to the constant micro-movements of your foot when there is nothing between you and the ground. Learn how to press into the floor with various parts of your foot to better stabilize yourself, whether you're on one foot or two. Make a point to take note of your toes, if they are lifting off the ground or not, and your weight distribution on your foot as you do strength training. You want your toes to remain in firm contact with the ground, but not be scrunched up to do so. Distribute your weight through your foot like a tripod. Pressure set in the heel, the ball joint of the big toe, and the outside border of the foot. Two, get strong on two feet to be strong on one foot. Stability is correlated with the ability to produce force. And since force production is higher during bilateral training when compared with unilateral training, it would make sense to prioritize these types of strength exercises in your program. Squats, deadlifts, and bent-over rows are three exercises I commonly see done on one foot, but greater gains can be had through more force production by doing these moves on two feet instead of one. This doesn't mean don't ever do one-leg exercises. It means prioritize your work on two feet. If it's appropriate to add in one-leg squats, one-leg RDLs, one-leg suspension rows or push-ups, or any other one-leg drills, Add them in as supporting exercises for your main two-foot strength movements. Three, make sure your program includes rotational movements and anti-rotation movements. Being able to control when your body rotates or keep itself from rotating when it shouldn't, think rolling an ankle or tweaking a knee, is a key part of ensuring you have good control and stability throughout your body. An example of a rotational movement would be a cable wood chop an anti-rotation movement would be a one-arm dumbbell bench press. If you incorporate these three focus points into your program, you'll see your body becoming a strong, stable machine. No BOSU, DynaDisc, or Wobbleboard needed. You just listened to the post titled, This is How You Train for Stability, by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. When I first got into resistance training, my Bible was the Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is like the go-to textbook for anyone who's starting a strength training program. I would sit in bed at night and read through page after page. I would look at the pictures, thinking about how my form could be perfected. But then eventually I noticed, hey, Arnold is barefoot in all of these photos. Wait a second, he's barefoot in the gym. What is he, crazy? What if he drops a weight on that barefoot? Well, it turns out he was willing to take the risk. This is because Arnold knew, just as today's author understands, that when you train barefoot, you become more in tune with your body. I remember a back specialist, someone who had their PhD in kinesiology and whose specialty with their research was in keeping the back and the spine healthy. And I remember this person saying that when you perform a deadlift, grip the floor with your toes. And as you lift the weight, think about that weight shifting to the outside of your feet. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's because Kate said those exact words in the post I just read to you. Now, let's be honest, gyms can be a filthy place and it may be more harmful to walk around there barefoot and second of all, they may not even allow it. So if you're not able to train barefoot, that's fine. But hopefully, now you're gonna be more aware of how your entire body is moving as you perform some of these exercises and that's the most important thing. All right, that'll do it from me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for a usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, And together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.